Hi there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for being a proactive parent and getting the resources you need because I want you to know that your child can get better. They can be healthier. They can sleep better. They can focus in a classroom. They, what we're, we're striving for all of these things that, uh, that, you know, some people tell you is not possible. And I know that it's possible. It happened for my own son and it's happened for many, many other people I've helped. And I really want you to know that your child can improve and uh, very, very important to know that. So that thank you again for being here uh, and knowing and believing that something can be done for them. Um, you know, the, the mood behaviors, the, the, the tantruming, the Sometimes the anger and aggression, all of those things can be alleviated. I had one mom who uh, had told me that she could not leave the room without her son breaking windows in the in the house. And uh, and after about a couple weeks on the diet that I shared with her, and there's a lot more to it than diet, uh, but in the beginning she she was just stunned at how much better her child was. She said he's so calm. I can't believe. I can leave him in a in a room without him breaking windows and being dangerous. I want you to know your child is not an angry person. It's not that they're going to be violent forever if they get their biology healed because what's happening is that they're really toxic and inflamed and their brain is inflamed and it can't function properly and it causes these behaviors. So uh, better sleep speech improvement, uh, all of these things can definitely be improved. I've created a free workshop for you to help you understand the four stages that naturally need to happen for optimum recovery. And stage one is healing the gut. Stage two is natural and safe heavy metal detoxification. Stage three is clearing the co-infections like mold and Lyme and strep, which are really, really common in kids with autism. And then also the fourth thing is brain support repair. Once you've gotten a lot of the inflammation and the toxins reduced, then you can start working on uh, assisting their brain with some support and things like craniosacral and neurofeedback, uh, especially when you're not battling against those in, in that inflammation and those toxins. And today's show, I'm going to be helping you with the what I call the tip of the iceberg for the very beginning of the first stage of healing the gut, and that is how to transition into the diet because this is going to be the, the topic is five tips on how to get nutrition into your picky eater. I know that kids with autism have a lot of trouble shifting out of their diet and parents are stressed about it all the time. I hear this from so many people and you really want to know, well, how can I get them to eat different foods? How can I get them to eat nutritious food? Because they're really, really locked into uh, a lot of the bad foods. And I'm going to go into that today. And I'm going to also share with you a, a little bit more of why that is. But our kids have an ill gut. They have poor digestion. They often have constipation, diarrhea. Uh, also, I want you to know that the gut controls the brain. It is actually called the second brain. And the um, and that it's it makes up 80% of the immune system, so it's very important to work with healing the gut first. Now, now as as I mentioned a few minutes ago, my free online workshop are the four stages. So there there's more work to do, but that's how you get the optimal results as you keep going. And so uh, this again will get you started. 
and transitioning, and I want to help you to understand a little bit more of some of the whys, and I'm going to give you some tips, and I'm also going to give you a free download for today's show that will give you, um, from the tips I'm going to share with you, there will be uh, some links to a few different uh, supplements that I think would be really, really helpful for this process to get you, again, started and uh, and then also, you know, a little bit more on the things that I'm going to talk about uh, today. But that free download will be on today's show notes, which will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 65, just the number 65. And uh, that's really important to know that the first step really has a lot to do with, you know, they have so much sensory overload that they have sensory issues that are going on even within their mouth. Their mouth, the, the food is uncomfortable for them, and uh, they have heightened sensitivity. And we usually just think of it as the lights are too bright for them, or there's too much noise in the room and they have to cover their ears, or they don't like the feel of clothing on their body or, or the way the socks feel. And these are all important to know that this is part of this internal, these internal pieces to the inflammation and the toxic overload. And so we have to start with little baby steps. And I really want to stress that because for one, I know how stressful it is to be a parent of a child with autism, and I never underestimate the, the space that you're in. I have lived it. I know what that's like, and I want you to not have to be as stressed in this process or your child, because if you were to pull away all of the bad foods, which I'll, I'll get to today too, if you pull all of the bad foods away all at once, you they are just going to tantrum out. Their behaviors are going to get extreme, and and there, there are multiple reasons for this, uh, which again, I'll mention, but first of all, we're knowing that the sensory overload issue is kind of square one, and it makes them really, really uncomfortable with food in their mouth. There's a really, really simple thing that you can do that will help to begin to not only allow what is called the cerebral spinal fluid or the CSF from flowing out of their head and through their body and it flushes out some of the toxins that back up in their head especially that runs through the central nervous system and in children with autism it gets backed up when it's not flowing properly we have a lot of toxins build up in our head in our brain and if you do this right now with me you will feel the difference in yourself i when every time i do it to myself um I notice my mental clarity gets much sharper almost immediately. It, it's really interesting, but it will also allow some of the sensory overload issues in their mouth to be diminished and, and calm it down a little bit. So what I want you to do is take your, just take a few of your fingers and on either side of the right, the right and the left side of your neck on both of them, just underneath where your, um, your ears are, but a little bit fo forward from that, just start massaging your neck in a downward motion. And, um, there's nothing very, very specific about it. You just want to do a little downward massage through the side and the front of your neck and then do that a few times, um, multiple times is best. And if and you can feel that the some clarity coming, it helps that cerebral spinal fluid flow, but it's also helping to stimulate the lymphatic system. And the lymphatic system helps to flush the toxins out of the body. And that's one of the systems along with the liver that is really backed up in our kids. 
So uh, we want to make sure that that's flushing well. But again, as I mentioned earlier, it will help a lot with the sensory overload in their mouth. So that could make food be a little bit better. So practice that on yourself and then start practicing doing that on your child. If you have to do it when they're sleeping because they won't let you touch them, then that's okay too. That's one way to do it. So we're going to take a short break right here. And you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom. So welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking about the five tips on how to get nutrition into your picky eating. And because children with autism really, really have to get their gut healthy, and it's one of the very first beginning stages, we are talking about how to make that transition. And a lot of kids will literally just refuse to eat if they don't get the foods that they're used to. And one of the things that's really important to know is that they are literally addicted to a lot of the foods that they're eating. And the reason for that is that, um, you know, two of the top inflammatory foods, which are gluten and casein, so that's anything in a wheat product, any, anything, any type of wheat product and any type of dairy product have, dairy has a lot of natural sugars in it anyway, but casein and gluten, so dairy and wheat, contain, create in the body what are called, what are opiates. They are literally like an opiate drug. So when your child eats these foods, they're filling up with opiates and they actually become addicted to them. You probably know that your child loves pasta and bread and cookies and, you know, crackers and all of those things that are really bad for them anyway. These are processed carbohydrates. You want to remove them from the body along with corn and soy and uh, and monosodium glutamate, food colorings. These are really, really important to remove from the diet along again with all processed carbohydrates and rice because these things will turn to sugars in the body and sugar also to be eliminated. These all create a lot of inflammation in the body. But again, back to the opiates from dairy and wheat, when you, if you were to just, I always say, rip the band-aid off. If you were to just stop giving your child those foods all the other one day, they are going to be like a drug addict who has had their drug removed. This needs to be a very, very slow process, which does make the transition easier for you as the parent and for your child. So what, what can we do in that process? 
So normally a healthy body will be able to disperse these opiates and get rid of them. But because our kids have uh, poor detoxification systems and, and their gut isn't working properly, they have, uh, they have developed the, um, the inability to process and get rid of these opiates. So uh, you want to do this very slowly. And what, one thing that you can do is offer them a reward system. You want to just slowly begin to make this transition again. You don't want to just do it all at once because it'll be too hard for both you and them. And as their gut begins to detoxify and as you remove these sugars from the system, what's happening is that the candida or the pathogenic bacteria in their gut, you've probably heard of yeast, our kids have a lot of it and it's very, very toxic in their gut and it bores holes into the lining of the intestinal, the intestinal lining. And so what's happening is undigested foods are allowed to leak into their bloodstream and into their system. So what's happening is a natural response from the immune system is to fight anything it sees as a foreign agent. We might notice that your kids in the past were not uh, sensitive to a certain food or allergic to it that they now are. And all of a sudden they're allergic to everything and thinking, what happened? It's because these um, these undigested foods, again, leaking into the bloodstream, the immune system sees them as foreign agents to react on and then creates antibodies and triggers that to be an, an allergic response every time the body sees this food. And so even after you heal up the leaky gut, later on, the body might still recognize these as foreign agents and allergens. And there is something that I can, I can link to on the show notes page um, that is um, that aller- natural allergy elimination, which will help to, um, once you've healed up the gut a bit, kind of get you were able to get rid of these allergies. Your child does not have to live with them forever. But again, back to how do we do the transition? So first of all, you can just very slowly start removing the bad foods. Again, uh, dairy, wheat, corn, soy, sugar, uh, anything with food coloring or processed carbohydrate, monosodium glutamate, aspartame, any of these foods. We also think that we have to have, uh, you know, our kids ha- aren't going to survive without any um, processed carbohydrates. They can get enough carbohydrates from vegetables. The one, and they need fiber, really, really need it to build the good bacteria in the gut. But a little cautionary moment, we want to make sure that. When you start adding fiber in, you do it slowly because when the gut's not working well, fiber can be really hard to digest. And if you give them too much, it can make them uncomfortable. So you're starting with little baby steps. I mean, little, literally you can give them a, a, a tablespoon or two of something that is, um, and, and normally I like raw vegetables because they still have all of their enzymes and everything, but they're much harder to digest. So in the beginning, you, it's best if you can give your child uh, some, uh, some type of vegetable that is partially steamed. So it's, it's partially cooked because uh, if it's cooked a little bit, then it breaks, breaks, it helps breaks it down, break it down a little bit and makes the fiber a little easier to digest. And again, just start with a tablespoon or two and that might be all they'll take anyway. And if you have to make it into a smoothie or something to put it in there, that's fine too. It softens it. You can drop it into a blender with some other healthier things and blend it up. And that is one way to get some food into your child. 
And if they won't eat anything you want to give them, another tip is to give them a bite of something they want for something that you would like them to eat, you know, and see if uh, sort of a sense of bribery sort of works, (laughs) where if you can say, if you will eat one bite, this one bite of this, just one tiny little bite, and again, don't make it a big bite, then they in turn will get a bite of something they want. And you're just trying to slowly transition, you know, removing the bad foods out of their diet slowly as you start integrating the good foods in. And as you integrate more of the good foods in, their system will have some more nutrition in it. It will start to work on um, the gut dysbiosis. But again, this is this is a really baby step process because I know some people say my child will starve to death. They won't eat anything at all. So these are, you know, we're going to move through some other tips and tricks that I've got here as well. Um, and I've, I've got more tips here that I'm going to give to you today. So please stay with me. Um, there are also uh, some elixirs that I have used for over a decade with my own son, with myself, and I now share them in my mentoring program uh, because they work so well. And uh, I'm on the show notes page. I told you already at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 65. I have given you a free PDF download that will have a lot of the things I'm talking about here today, including links to some of these products. So we're going to take a short break right here, and then when I come back, I'll talk a little bit more about these elixirs and the one that is particularly important and helpful in sensory overload and in this picky eating process of transitioning. So you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Stay with us. We will be right Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking about the five tips on how to get nutrition into your picky eater because children with autism have very poor digestion and they have basically an ill gut and we need to start the process of healing that gut, which starts with beginning to get some of the the bad foods out of their diet and the good foods in. And so this is a transitional process again. If you just go in and just try to yank all of the good food, the bad foods out of their diet that they're literally addicted to, as I was just talking about before the break, then they will um, they will just tantrum out. It'll be horrible. The other thing I really want you to be aware of is just by transitioning in the diet and getting them into the good foods, that they will also uh, begin to detoxify. So uh, it is important to help get some some other type of support during that process for um, for getting in um, you know some binders and activated charcoal or chlorella. Um, uh, couple of things that that can be helpful during that process will reduce the binders will reduce the behaviors that are are heightening during the detoxification process because when they get really bad with the behaviors it's usually that their body is backing up with toxins so much that they're again you you see these behaviors regularly and you might not realize that some of that is due to toxins you really want to make sure your foods are organic. Our kids cannot take any more pesticides or the glyphosate that's being sprayed on on our crops and foods now. The sugars will feed the bad pathogenic bacteria in their gut. But this is, again, a process because if you probably would notice this today. If you stopped eating these foods all at once or if you even stopped eating sugar, some of you are, you know, eating sugar. And you notice if you stop doing it, you're 
craving it. And there are multiple reasons. Again, your body is addicted to it, but so are those candida that are in there. Um, and a lot of our kids get candida from us in utero from mom and it is transferred. So we also want to be careful about sharing a spoon or a fork or food or a beverage or kissing on the lips because we're spreading the bacteria back and forth. So if you start doing all this great work with your child with autism, but you haven't done any work on yourself or the rest of the family or the siblings, you can pass keep passing this around. Very important to make sure that everybody's on board. This is about, you know, getting the whole family healthy. And, uh, and that is really important for everybody. The elixirs that I mentioned a little bit before the break are, uh, again, something I've used for over a decade with my own son. I utilize them in my mentoring, online mentoring program. It's very, very important to now these, they're, um, they're a little bit hard to describe, but they are a liquid form, which is very easy to give to the kids. It tastes like water. There's no taste to it. And if you put a few drops in their mouth or you can put a few drops into water. And again, I caution you with a few drops starting. You can even start with as low as one or two drops in the beginning and then slowly work your way up. I like to give a drop or two in the morning and a drop or two in the evening to start Watch for symptoms for two to three days with that dosage. And as long as they're doing well on it, then you can increase. Uh, if you have uh, knowledge of anything like muscle testing, that is also important to be able to, um, another way to be able to uh, learn how to n- have knowledge about the dosages. Because we need to make sure we're starting with low dosages. But the two that I'm going to tell you, sensory overload elixir and stress reducer elixir, um, We've tested these out and stress reducer elixir, interestingly, tests as a more important one for this, this, um, this issue around food and shifting the diet. Now you can use both of these elixirs. And again, I have a link to them on today's show notes in the opt-in on the, uh, the page there for you that you could, uh, with free PDF download that will have, a, I've linked to this product to the page where this product can be found for you. So you can actually purchase it if you choose to. But um, they, uh, the, the sensory overload elixir has been very helpful with calming down, internally just calming down a lot of the sensory overload issues our kids have. And this includes everything like from sitting in a classroom, you know, or uh, a lot of these issues that are just, they just can't be out in public, there's too much noise. And then stress reducer elixir also um, has been shown to be, shown us to be very helpful when we're transitioning with the uh, the diet issues and the sensory issues in the mouth. And another thing too to know that we become, just like our kids, we become a little bit fearful around mealtime. Now, I, I hear from parents pretty much daily writing into me that they they realize that when they you know they, they kind of have some fear when it becomes time to feed their child because if they, or if they're transitioning the diet especially because their child um, is maybe won't eat things properly or won't eat any good foods and so that's what we're trying to do here is this slow transitional process but if a child sees a parent coming at them at mealtime and they see that the parent has fear, then they're going to think, okay, there's something scary about food. There's some reason why I need to be fearful. And it's just your own response that has been developed over 
possibly years with you um, working with your child with autism. Like I said, this is not an easy job. I understand how challenging it can be. And it's very, very stressful for the parents as well as the child. And so if the child also has become to associate food with fear, not only mom and dad's fear of why should I be afraid because mom looks afraid or dad looks afraid or Every time I go to eat, it's a stressful moment. Um, We're battling with mom and dad. Or when I eat, my stomach hurts and it's not comfortable. Or I hate the feel of that food in my mouth. Or I get headaches after I eat. Or, you know, there are a lot of reasons why they're avoiding foods. So this is why the transitional process can be very slow and um, why it's good for you to maybe uh, eat some of the things that they're eating along with them, show them it's okay, and try to work with yourself to calm down some of the stress that has, has come up. One of the things I've linked to on the show notes page is something that I've, I work with, again, in my program, but um, you can uh, get a link. Uh, I've linked to where you can find a practitioner for it, and it's emotion code work. And in, in a past show, I interviewed Dr. Bradley Nelson, who uh, created and discovered the emotion code work. It's very gentle work. It can be done at a distance. So you can be anywhere in the world and the practitioner you're working with doesn't even have to be, you know, in the same vicinity as you. You can do it through email. You can do it on a phone or a Skype call. So, but it's a way to clear the subconscious fears and beliefs of yourself uh, the things that you're dealing with, there, there's a lot of dread, um, you know, fears, feelings of hopelessness, things like that. You can clear these things from your subconscious, but also clear things from your child to help alleviate some of the stress that they're under. And it, it can be even looked at directly around food. So that can be really, really helpful. Uh, we need to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with me. I'll be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking about the five tips on how to get nutrition into your picky eater and the transitional process of trying to make that transition into the healthy foods much easier as we're beginning to eliminate those bad foods out of their diet, dairy, wheat, corn, sugar, soy, food colorings, monosodium glutamate, any chemicals, you're transitioning to organic foods. But how do you get your child who is literally addicted to the sugars and the wheat and the dairy? So that's what we're working with here. You know, I've already talked about some lymphatic drainage massage and some how to transition with a a bite for a bite. I've shared things about the elixirs with you, um, the sensory overload and stress reducer elixir, and then emotion code work, which is really helpful in clearing out old subconscious beliefs as you start to transition and, and improve and things get better. You don't want these things still hanging with you in your life because we notice that we have experiences that may have happened to us years ago that we are that are still you know affecting our life today and there is a way to naturally clear those so again they'll be on the show notes for today uh, uh, there will be a PDF uh, at the bottom a download free free download for you at the bottom of today's show notes again that'll be naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 65 
Another thing I wanted to mention is that a lot of our kids, you might have heard of PANS or PANDAS, and I've, I've done interviews with experts on this show uh, previously, so if you haven't heard any of those, please go uh, and look into those in the archives and learn more about STREP or PANDAS. PANDAS stand, is an acronym that stands for Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorder Associated with STREP. So this is a strep infection, which of course we've always heard of at strep throat, but strep can live in the gut. And so what happens is usually if we have enough stomach acid, which is hydrochloric acid in our gut, it will kill the strep. But because our kids have low hydrochloric acid and low stomach acid due to their ill gut, then there's not enough HCL there to destroy the strep that's in their gut and they can have strep flare-ups. And what happens in this situation is that the immune system actually attacks the brain and this is like extremely inflammatory, infectious, and it's very, very important to, to work with this. But um, one of the things that I want you to know about is, of course, you can give your children um, uh, a small amount, you can open a capsule of hydrochloric acid uh, up and give it to them uh, with food, just like with enzymes, um, and that can be helpful in digestion. But um, also knowing that, uh, again, I mentioned earlier, some binders are really important to help pull out some of those those uh, those toxins as they begin to detoxify, because you'll see behaviors increase as they detoxify. And so trace minerals and magnesium can be very, very helpful. Minerals and magnesium are really best to be given uh, kind of away from food if you can. And they, they can, uh, you know, taste uh, like water. This trace mineral, Keenton, that I have, uh, I've given a link to you, uh, to it for you on the PDF on the uh, show notes page. And um, what I like about Keenton is it's extremely natural. It's taken from... The, the deep, deep depths of the ocean uh, off the coast of Spain, actually, in this very particular area where it is clear of contaminants and is very high in uh, the right minerals, but it has multiple minerals in it. And it's just it basically tastes like a little bit slightly salty uh, water. It's clear, just like water. And you can add it into, again, a smoothie or you can pour it into water or uh, any type of food. You're transitioning as you do this away from sugar. So remember that means fruit juice. Okay, juice is really bad. Uh, it has it's it it doesn't have enough of the the pulps or anything. It's even worse than just eating fruit directly. Um, if especially if you're trying to get rid of a candida issue and the candida thrives off of sugar. So it's really important to be able to uh, again do this transition slowly. But the trace minerals can be really good. You can add them into uh, any type of beverage or a smoothie or food, whatever, if you need to. But it's just slightly salty tasting water. It comes in a little vial and it, the minerals will help to add in the minerals back into the body that, that your child is so depleted of. And they will help to, you know, help the stomach and, and the stomach acids and everything to be supported, help detoxification. So, um, again, the Quinton minerals are one of my favorites. I've linked to it in the show notes uh, PDF for you if you're interested in that as well. Because I wanted to give you some things that you could literally take with you, you know, from this show and, and implement. Um, because that's what it's about is being able to make some progress. 
and um, there are also some other things that um, that to help the minerals. Super, there's a super green fruit food that's organic. It's a powder, and they add a little bit of stevia to it, so it's actually kind of sweet tasting. It actually tastes good, even though it is multiple vegetables and minerals that have been ground down so they are very concentrated it's in a powder form and it comes with a scooper in it and it's uh it's you know a very small scoop but even for your child in the very beginning again you can just even take a little bit of a sprinkle of it and add it into any of their foods even if you have to put it into one of their bad foods to get them to start getting some good you know minerals and vitamins in them from them uh, that can be another way to do it uh, and you can again start with a very very small amount and then slowly work your way up a little bit watch them make sure that they're they're you know that it's they're reacting well to it as well. Um, but it, this company in particular, I've worked with for probably about a, close to a decade now too. And um, I've linked to the particular one that I like. There are a lot of junky ones out there that I would not recommend to you at all. This particular super green powder is from an incredibly highly reputable company. And again, it will be on the, a link to it on the show notes uh, for you if you're interested in looking into that and purchasing it. I think it's a good way to help in this transitional process. And again, because it's powder form, you can mix it into any food or beverage, uh, put it in a smoothie, you can, you know, however you can get it in. And again, you don't need to, to do a whole scoop at once. In fact, I wouldn't encourage you to start with any large quantity of anything when you're transitioning. You want to use baby steps. You know, you can, our children with autism are really, really sensitive. And so you want to watch from the mo- the smallest amount you could even imagine to start shifting out of the old things and adding in new things. And then you might even want to wait a day or two in between just to watch them and make sure that they're not having any reaction to anything and, and that the detoxification is going well enough to know that you can maybe add a little bit more in in a couple of days and see how it goes. So we're going to take another short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Stay with us. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking about the five tips on how to get nutrition into your picky eater, especially in that transitional process when you're trying to just do the very, very beginning, I call it the tip of the iceberg, starting to transition them out of the bad foods and into the good foods and being able to start that process because what that's going to begin to do is start to heal up their gut. And again, their gut is uh, makes up 80% of their immune system. So this is about strengthening, strengthening their immunity and the gut controls the brain. There are studies after study on this out there that you can look into. There's, uh, they even call the gut the second brain. There are neurotransmitters, which are brain messengers made in the gut that can't be made properly if the gut's not working well. The toxins back up in our kids if they're, if the gut's not working well. Uh, one of the things I hear most common from parents is constipation. We need to get our children's systems working well. And again, this transitional process is a, a very slow one, not to be done quickly. It Not only is it healthier and safer to do it that way, but it's a lot easier on both you as a parent and on your child. If you were to just pull out all the bad foods and, and 
start only giving them good ones, you would they would just tantrum out. And again, they are addicted to a lot of the foods that they've been on, the sugars and the opiates in the wheat and dairy products, as I mentioned earlier. And you do not want to have this, you know, this incredibly fast detox reaction either. And um, and and they they'll just go nuts on you sometimes. I mean, the, the behaviors can be horrid. I don't want that for you, and I don't want that for your child. So again. Very slow process. I've given you some ways to help in the transition. Uh, and uh, I just la- before the break was talking about some minerals and some super greens, which can help really get in some good vitamins and minerals from some very, very um, concentrated. Uh, that powder from the super greens is very concentrated. That's why I start with very, very small amounts. And they can also help you to, uh, again, like I said, it's, it's, uh, ground down uh, concentrated um, fruits and vegetables so you'll be able to get some of those the nutrition in from them with even a very small amount if you need a sprinkling into any food or a beverage to train in the transitional process then that's a good way you know because I know as a parent you worry will they starve to death what if they won't eat any of those foods what if I how how am I going to get any nutrition in? and this is about some tips that I can give you to help you in that process Another thing that is very popular in gut healing and also contains protein source is organic bone broth. Now, you can buy an organic bone broth powder or you can make it at home, which I prefer to do. Um, It depends on your level of convenience, what you need. But um, even the smallest amount of bone broth, say you made some organic and it has to be organic, okay, those the bones and the the everything the of the uh, the the if you're using chicken, whatever you're using, you can do this with vegetable. If you, but uh, the actually something from um from especially poultry, you might have heard was people are sick, mom's chicken soup kind of thing, right? Well, there there are reasons for that. So especially um, animal fat and collagen from the bones has a lot of uh, have a lot of properties that can help to. Uh, line the gut, soothe the immune system. Again, if you're working with to, to get some good things in the gut, you're also working to uh, build the immune system there. So uh, again, that's why mom's chicken soup is, has always been known over the years. But uh, you want to also, you know, even if you just get, a, I'm not kidding, like a one tablespoon in of that, of that bone broth. And if you have to add it in again to any other food or beverage or something that they will eat or drink, then that's one way to to just, again, begin that slow process to get a little bit of protein in them and also um, get in uh, some of the the health aspects to help start healing the gut. But one thing I do want to caution you about with bone broth is that it the helpful thing and one of the, one of the many helpful things in it is a glutamine and that's an amino acid it's very very helpful for soothing and, and healing up the gut lining but what happens if bone broth is simmered for over three hours a longer period of time then that glutamine can turn into uh, its next chemical component, which it shifts into, is called glutamate. Now, glutamate can be very excitotoxic and can make your child hyperactive. Some people might notice they get headaches after they eat a, a, a soup or something like this, just like monosodium glutamate. 
So you want to test for sensitivity, you know, making sure if you're making it at home, you are uh, you simmering it for maybe about three hours at the most. You want to make sure the chicken's cooked well if you're using chicken or, or something like that, the meat. But, uh, and again, only organic because bones will carry toxins, some heavy metal issues, um, and so will the meat and the um and and the uh, just the tissues. So you you really want to make sure that you are using organic ingredients only. Again, our kids can't take any more pesticides or chemicals. Uh, it can make them worse. Parents will often notice this immediately if their kid eats something that isn't organic. So just be aware of that, and um, and uh, get in a little tiny bit of that. Uh, like I said, a tablespoon or two. So that you don't have to worry about that. Start with like a little tiny bit, like a tablespoon of it. Watch, just like with everything else I mentioned, watch your child for uh, two to three days, um, giving them a tiny amount of it. Freeze it in between because that's another thing uh, that that uh, that uh, broths, bone broth, and meats of any kind, when they're left over, they will naturally, even in the refrigerator, create histamines. And our kids have histamine sensitivities as well. So if you freeze something and just pull out what you need when you need it, then you don't have to cook every th- that particular food every day. And you can make small amounts of it. Never, ever heat in plastic. I hope you know that. Glass only. But uh, making sure that when you warm it back up or in a pan, I'm just saying, you know, some people will, you know, put it in a baggie and toss it in the microwave. Don't ever want to do that. You get a lot of the toxins from that plastic into that food. So you want to stick with glass or stainless steel to reheat it. But you can have just freeze small, tiny little increments of it and then pull it out when you need it. That helps you save time. It helps you with con- the, any concern of maybe there's a histamine reaction. And a way to watch this too might be on day one, where you've just cooked it and it's fresh, you can give your child a t- tablespoon or two and watch their reactions. Do they have any headaches? Do they get hyperactive? Hyperactivity is a really big thing to watch for. If they do, you knowing they're having some sensitivity to it, so it's a very slow process. And uh, you want to wait a couple of days before you get them, give them any more, and you definitely would want to freeze in between. Um, we're going to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. Hi there and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host Karen Thomas and today we are talking about uh, tips on how to get your picky eater, get nutrition into your picky eater and into your child and transitioning out of the bad foods that I've already mentioned several times and are listed on the PDF that I'm giving you. It's a free download PDF that will have 
the foods that I mentioned that you want to remove to start the, the process of the diet shifting, but also uh, some of these um, helpful uh supplements and things that I've mentioned in the show as well that will be linked to as well as one of the last things I wanted to mention I haven't yet for an additional way to get some protein into your child is hemp powder and hemp has a lot of uh, a lot of nutritional benefits as well uh, can even have the if you get a really high quality one it can have even some natural omega-3 fatty acids which our kids really need and it is a protein source and a, a veg, vegetarian or vegetable uh, protein source for, especially if somebody is a vegetarian, that's really helpful. But it's pretty benign tasting. It's pretty mild and you can add it again to just sprinkling a little bit of the hemp powder into a, any food or beverage that your child will eat to again, give them another, just one more protein source because, um, and again, we're transitioning slowly, but to try to, as their gut starts to heal, the picky eating will get much better. I have one dad who wrote in even just this week, and he said, with the diet changes, the first week was hell, but then my child calmed down so much, I couldn't believe it. And I had to share that with you because I want you to know that other parents are going through the same thing you are. I have been through it in the past. Again, my son once was a really picky eater. It took a while to transition. But, you know, today he's fully recovered, but he has none of the symptoms that he used to. He'll eat he'll eat anything. He's not picky at all. So this is a gut issue, and some of it is emotional, as I mentioned with the emotion code. But the sensory issues also. So you've got some good tips here that I've given you, and hopefully this can really, really help help to, you know, help them start absorbing the nutrients from the foods they eat because they can eat foods but if they're not absorbing the nutrients from them, it's not it's not going to make a difference. You also want to know that if they have strep in their gut, or especially if they have Lyme issues, very common in children with autism, or mold issues, the mold biotoxin issue. Now, I've done past episodes on all of these things I just mentioned, so please go back into my archives in the show notes and look and listen to some of those. On my website at Naturally Recovering Autism, you can just go into the search bar and type in any of those names in the search bar and every post I've created for them, including the radio show episodes that are attached to them will come up. There's a lot of great information there for you. But mold is really common too that really messes with the gut. It will either cause our child to not thrive because they there might be a parent who says your child just won't gain weight, even if they're eating, or they are getting really, really big, um, really fast. Of course, that is gut dysbiosis, a lot of usual candida issues often, but the mold and the lime and the strep really affect their gut. And again, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned my free online workshop, which is the four stages to recover from natural, naturally from autism. And that's why healing the gut is number one. It's the very beginning, but it is not everything. A lot of people think, well, I've had my child on a really good diet for a long time, but you know they've gotten a little better, but they're not really getting that much better. And it's because there are other things that must be done. And again, my stages with natural heavy metal detoxification, clearing the co-infections of mold, Lyme, and strep, and then brain support and repair. You can get that free workshop at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop so that it can explain the process to you greater so you understand what needs to happen, how, and then 
also know that today's show notes will be for you. Again, that free PDF download with all of this information will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 65, just the number 65. So hopefully this was really helpful, give you some things to implement, can get you on the right track to natural recovery from autism, get your child healthier, happier. And uh, thanks for being here with me and being a proactive parent. I really appreciate it. Please share this with anybody you know who could benefit from it, who is in need of this information as well. I appreciate it, as do they. Take care, and we will see you next time. 